it's a granite prism where did that come from yeah it's a, it's a miraculous creation the meaning of it itself is uh, self erupt stupa it's almost like a monolith it stands alone not connected with or not part of the rest of the mountains That's the only other one which i have heard of which is similar is kailash itself mm-hmm. i haven't seen neither have i <laughs> yeah. and it was golima wrong but, <laughs> but yeah i mean that's the only mm. one i've heard of mm. and then to find it here in sanskar episode number 59 from biker radio broadcast a podcast celebrating india's heroic riders legendary mechanics and iconic builders through stories told by members of the community one legend at a time i'm shandy and our guest is someone who is among the first riders to ride into the zanskar valley from darcha in 2016 after scaling the 16660 feet high dominator called shinkurla He's made Zanskar almost his backyard, frequently riding among the inhospitable terrain. This year, he was again part of the first ones to ride from Padum in Zanskar to Leh through the new access route through Zangla, Singila, Futoksar, Sirsila, Wanla, Kalse and on to Leh. Motorcycle rider, outdoorsman, off-road explorer, mountain goat. DIY specialist, electronics enthusiast, medicalist, planner, social media distancer and work from anywhere practitioner. Please welcome on the long way home in a fireside chat on the Biker Radio broadcast, the hermit from Manali, Jobin George. Welcome to the Biker Radio broadcast and welcome to the long way home. Thank you so much. Really love your show. Okay you you started listening to it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Something something new. Something really interesting. Uh, so tell us about uh, what is the temperature like right now in Manali? Okay let me check the thermometer. <clears throat> uh in the room it is 18.5. Okay. Which which is artificial as you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tandoori is running in full swing yeah outside i believe it's somewhere it, it'll be in uh, uh, single digits anyway obviously yeah it'll be in single digit probably and around 7 uh, 8 wow 7 8 and it is only 3 o'clock in the afternoon 
Yeah. Today it started drizzling. Probably it is snowing mm. at higher altitudes. So actually it gets really cold after the snow when the sky is clear. Yeah. That is when it is really cold. So during the daytime if it is sunny it's perfectly fine as yeah. in no when you are outside. Yes. It's okay. So how are you doing today? Good? Doing good. Okay. What's it like living in Manali? It's peaceful. Peaceful is the right word to use over here. And mm. peace, peaceful as in peace of mind. Peace of mind. You mm. don't have to worry much about uh, everything in your life, day-to-day affairs. Mm. What was the biggest worry you had over the last week? <laughs> <laughs> last week, last week. So the place, I, uh, the, the place where I'm staying, mm. the kitchen is set. Everything is set up, and then uh, now it is winter. I mean, I recently moved to this place. It's going to get severe in um, a week or so. Mm. Uh, I don't have the place set up for the tandoor. So this tandoor is actually the wood burning stove, right? It's made of cast iron it's, or something. It's absolutely. It's just a heater. Yeah. It's a cast iron box in any shape. Right. It's a box. It's made in such a way that um, uh, wood is burned inside and then it sucks air from inside the room. Yes. And it the exhaust goes outside. Right. Through and a that's how pipe. The system is. Anyway, the cast iron uh, container, the box gets heated up, and then of of course it's good enough to heat up the room. Right. So, so is your um, place uh, like a large kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> Not now. I'm in a different room. Life uh, is restricted to uh, kitchens. Right. That's something which I, that that I have seen over here in this side. Okay. Uh, when it when it is winter, winter means you set up the tandu. You know how it works. You uh, burn the wood logs inside the tandoor and then uh, you the room is heated. Right. So uh, you don't have to fix tandoor everywhere in each and every room. So right. the kitchen will be sizable enough to have the tandoor mm. and then you can sit uh, nearby. Right. I mean, you cook, you cook, you do your stuff, you uh, chit chat, you drink. That is how life goes. Correct. In winter. <laughs> so that's the <laughs> hearth. Absolutely. So you had to get go and get yourself a tandoor. No, but again, uh, you have to do some alteration on your window to have the exhaust set up, the right. angle you have to measure. Right. You have to measure the distance yeah. uh, from the wall where you are going to set up the tandu. Yeah, so, and the, and the uh, exhaust and pipe. Elbow, yeah, the pipe, the distance, the measurement, and then you have to bring a carpenter. Mm. Uh, and then you have to do that alteration and then fix it. That was my biggest worry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now I We like I like these kind of worries by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is the beauty of being at a place like this. On the long way home, we have Job and George. This is Shandy on the Biker Radio broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So, what is a Mallu doing in Manali? Mallu doing in Manali. Mallu loves mountains. <laughs> so, Mallu came in search of mountains. Yeah. And and the Mallu likes motorcycle as well. Yeah. So that is how the <laughs> Mallu ended up in Manali. That sounds very mmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is the truth. <clears throat> that is the truth. When was this? When uh, was your first trip? 
Manali, the first Manali visit was 2008, on my way to Leh. Okay. So, uh, this was an unknown world for me, mm. to be honest with you. Right. Uh, I have heard about this place from different people. JSR, I call him, Jain. Okay. So, he used to be uh, in Chandigarh. <coughs> uh. So, this guy is in Bangalore, I'm also in Bangalore. And he used to have an RD, RD 350. Okay. Uh, which is anybody's dream in those days. My God, which year is this? Uh, this should be... Uh, End of 90s, beginning of 2000s. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, army background. Yeah. So, getting transfer here and there. So, this guy used to be over here in Chandigarh and uh, he used to take this RD in between yeah. to Manali and then further. But again, he used to travel a lot. So, in 2008, finally, I decided to head uh, to North. Those days, I had a Machismo 350. Okay. Uh, it's a car stand 350. Okay. Anyway, I waited and then I happened to buy one... Uh, uh, 500 mm. so all set um, and by the way I do really prepare myself and the motorcycle for the trip till Delhi it was sent uh, the motorcycle was sent on a, on the train mm. from uh, Bangalore and I was also in the, uh, sitting in the same train mm. I still remember it was uh, I think it, it was the Olympics time Olympics was happening in China okay and uh, the train was uh, full of uh, Tibetans from South Side okay. coming to Delhi to protest. So I was discussing with them about what is happening, where are they, where are you going and stuff like that. Because I was not really aware of this Tibet uh, conflict yes. and their protest and stuff like that. So I uh, got a kind of a summary about you know this region, uh, about Tibet okay. in the train itself. Wow. Yeah. I was talking to these guys. Yeah. Yeah, a few. Uh, there, there were a couple of guys from Delhi, by the way. Mm. So I was riding with two guys from Delhi. Okay. So we came over here, stayed over here somewhere. I, I still uh, remember that place somewhere near to the circuit house, um, Old Manali. Okay. So that is where we stayed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, I, I still remember the the moment I entered Manali, ah. the one Vihar, the uh, ah. forest area. Yes, so yes. That was a welcome site. Yeah. That would have stuck me. Mm. Somewhere, mm. somewhere. So that was the, that was my first entry to Manali. But I didn't. I stayed only for one day over here. Okay, and then, and then moved on to Leh. Okay. side, yeah. So the next day we are uh, starting from Manali and we are going to Leh. Uh, we stayed. I believe the first day we stayed after after uh, leaving Manali. The first day was in Zingzing Bar. Okay. Yeah. It's a, a Zingzing Bar. Today is totally different from how it used to be those days. I still remember those days nobody was there. The BRO shelter, they had one shelter over there but not big as how it is right now. Mm. Then uh, when you climb a little bit after uh, two, three uh, hairpins, uh, there are two tents run by some Nepalis. Those are the only options you have to stay. Right. So you have you stay there. You know how much per night per bed? <laughs> Shock me. <laughs> Twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, those were the days. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was the first day, and then we proceed further from there. So uh, Zingzing Bar, we start in the morning, the second day, mm. and then um, we we would have climbed for probably half an hour, mm. and then the the other motorcycle is missing. Mm. Thankfully, I know why it is missing because it uh, has to be tuned according to the 
uh, altitude. Right. So the air intake, air intake is really less. Right. And that was the first ex- experience I had. I mean, I've heard about this issue uh, with the carburetor motorcycles. Or oh, those days, all the motorcycles were carburetor. with carbu- carburetor. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm all prepared. I have jets, <laughs> different sizes everything. of jets. I'm carrying everything. Yeah. Uh, all the necessary tools, everything. So um, maybe around two, three kilometers above Zinzingba. Mm. So uh, we stopped in between, and I removed the carburetor, changing the jet, fixing wow. it back, and then the bike is running really smoothly. <laughs> that was the moment, because you know when you're riding, when you say the moment, it's not just a scene, what, what, what you see outside. Right. It's all about, it's also the feeling which you get out of uh, this riding experience, or the experience, or the feedback that the motorcycle gives you. Yeah. And the feedback that motorcycle gives me is a very important factor when it comes to uh, riding for me. Mm. So that was the beginning of my experiments with carburetors. I mean, that's a funny okay. thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to anyone. But, you know, people no. like us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it has a lot of relevance. Mm. So uh, that was the first Barlash experience. And we stayed, uh, we had one more stay in between, uh, somewhere in Pang. Yeah. It was in Pang, there was a stay. And then the third day we are in Leh. So that is how the Leh uh, trip used to be those days. Uh, which uh, month was this? This should be June, June end or July. Okay. I think, yeah, yeah, because I remember August 15th, I was at, the, uh, I was at um, uh, Kadumkla. Okay. So this should be somewhere... End of July, maybe. 15th August at Khardungla. Very interesting. Khardungla, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, um, uh, there were no uh, uh, tourists, by the way. So right. I went there, I stood there, I was just, you know, I was just just like a kid. <laughs> Something a kid sees for the first time, uh, what would be the reaction? There's no reaction. Right. I don't know how to react. I'm into a different world altogether. <laughs> yeah. On the long way home, we have Job and George. This is Shandy on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. You are one of those few people who have been through Zanskar on a motorcycle. And mm-hmm. that was, I understand, from Leh. Mm-hmm. You got to Leh and then you went to Kargil and then climbed down. Right, uh, yeah, it was in 2008. So my mm-hmm. first trip to uh, North and then I'm in Leh. I have uh, heard of this place, this valley called Zanskar. Yeah. And what I heard about the place is it's so extreme. The road is not uh, the road is not even motorable most of the time. It's totally off-road. You can't go alone in case if something goes wrong over there. You are stuck over there. Right. So all these uh, negativities. But that is something which I wanted, if I may. <laughs> If I may say, but I, uh, um, yeah, I was riding alone. I was. Mm. I started from Leh, went to Kargil, um, and I stayed in Kargil. Yeah. Uh, then the next day, I head to Padum, the head, uh, district headquarters of uh, Zanskar. Right. Uh, it's a two forty-five kilometers ride. <clears throat> it's totally off-road. Hardly two or three kilometers from Z- uh, Kargil is uh, uh, tarmac, uh, mm. and after that, you just do your off-roading 
Mm. And uh, you don't have petrol over there. You don't have fuel mm. over there. So you have to carry. So um, approximately 500 kilometers to and fro, plus mm. maybe around 50, 100 kilometers over there to roam around. Mm. Uh, so you have to have that in your mind that you have to survive 600 or close to 600 kilometers without fuel or whatever fuel you have with you yes so those kind of calculation it's so exciting i felt it so i felt that situation really exciting that's a, that's what i can say now yeah um and then i mean you don't you only have map you don't have any gps nothing so that right. again adding a fuel to the fire <laughs> so some cargill you uh, start climbing downwards south yeah the aisha map the nothing more just close the aisha map keep it in your pocket yes i would imagine <laughs> i should <laughs> had yeah. nothing blank pages yeah. for anything around that part uh, absolutely so the fill up the tank um i had a uh, 3 5 liter cans with me filled up mm. all those and i even had an extra can mm. so in case if i fall down if i break one can i have to pour the fuel into the other can so i had kept that extra what kind of uh, <laughs> preparation okay <laughs> anyway i mean those were the days Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so being prepared. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that yeah. is how I went to uh, uh, Zanskar Padum. Right. Yeah. Uh, I started in the morning and visited. Uh, uh, in between, this uh, Penzila comes. There is a La in between. Yeah. 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 You can't go to a place in Ladakh without crossing a La. Correct. I liked it. <laughs> so and there's uh, there is a glacier, a uh, very uh, famous glacier called. Uh, Drangdrum Drangdrum yeah. glacier I like the name yes. of it Yeah Even yeah now I like <laughs> uh so clicking the pictures uh, there is nobody on road only you only you I had I probably in that entire day I would have seen probably one or two vehicles going mm. opposite to me and I remember I overtook one vehicle on my way uh, and that vehicle um there were i believe two two foreigners mm. so that is what that is what it is <clears throat> sanskars used to be so uh, isolation only you um but at the glacier port- you can see these twin peaks of nonankan yeah uh you see that from somewhere you start seeing it from panikar i believe okay yeah yeah famous peaks yeah by the time i reached padum it was dark uh i was the only one i believe uh, Mm, who was there in Padam at that time right. uh, uh, who has come out from somewhere else yeah yeah uh, people are looking at you and this one person i mean they haven't seen somebody coming alone and then uh, the person doesn't know what to do next and he's right. standing over there and looking around and i'm, I'm looking around because i'm in a different world <laughs> yeah i wasn't looking around because you know i'm lost <laughs> right right yeah Yeah then uh, one uh, uh Tashi who walks up to me um mm. he introduces himself and then he asks okay where are you from mm. uh are you uh, are you looking for a place to stay yes okay come to my place his home mm. stayed over there dined with them in their kitchen um so i could see how life works Right. uh in a place like zanskar in that place uh padum right uh the family is to, uh, is so close with me even uh, 
they are coming with me as my guides guiding me showing me places talking to people um the uh monasteries over there mm. i mean it was a totally a different experience and those days in 2008 means i mean um uh, zanskar used to be different even now right. uh, it's changing but still zanskar is different even now but those yeah. days it was totally different so that exper- experience is something which you have in your mind and which you can't forget at all because you see a different lifestyle you see a different uh, terrain you see a different everything whatever you see is different so and you uh, started from kargil in the morning and you reached uh, uh, padum the same day yeah the same day evening i reached evening as in it was dark maybe around 6 uh, or 7 Wow. Mm. And in between I visited Rangdum Gompa I visited. Yes. I uh, And that's on the road itself, right? Yeah, road side itself. You itself. don't have to go off the road. Mm-hmm. I spent some time over there. Wow. And even uh, those whom so ever I visited, I mean, uh, it was totally a different experience for them as well. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I wonder what they're doing right now. Uh-huh. On the long way home, we have Job and George. This is Shandy on the Biker Radio broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. My way. On a windy morning, standing at the famous Longewala border along the desert frontier in Rajasthan, we have Cyrus Madan. who's riding out with Dinesh Gupta, Chandresh Marwa, Manav and a few others riding through Rajputana. Well, the audio is a little muffled, so I'll quote the first lines from Cyrus's My Way when he says, it's been the third day of the ride so far and just clocked up a thousand kilometers of the ride from Delhi through Hisar, Bikaner, Jaisalmer and then 120 kilometers out to Longhewala where a brave Punjab regiment held on to its post and destroyed 35 tanks of the Pakistani army and killed or wounded about 179 people. He says that it's been an interesting ride and so much can traverse our mind when you're riding alone. This is Cyrus Madan from the Longhewala border in Rajasthan on the Biker Radio Broadcasts My Way. It's been an interesting trip this last three days and... thousand kilometers so much can traverse your mind when you're riding alone and you just have music for company along with a bunch of other riders who are on different bikes i'm just in the middle of moving on to different spheres of work i've left my job don't know what really lies ahead of me but it's okay the ride is all that is important today it's been riding through desert barren patches nothing but just scrubland shrubs at times almost about stayed for hundreds of kilometers cigarettes for company at every stop uh meeting up talking about everything but work with a bunch of dear friends people who have stood by me in my good and bad times 
riding on the next day not really stopping for anything apart from a cup of tea a small meal and then finally longewala it's interesting we've come here today on the 9th of december in the middle of what was a historic war in 1971 almost 49 years ago to the day the war was fought between the 3rd to the 17th of december approximately and when you're here it's almost like a well i wouldn't call it pilgrimage that's too strong a word for a civilian but it's so nice and so uh memorative that you come to a place where so many so many so many people died and at the hands of so few and those so few decided to do this to protect the larger interest of a barren land and a country beyond it it's amazing just the feeling is amazing and here you understand and you think of all the things that you were thinking on your right the last 1000 kilometers and you understand that at the end of the day what you do in life the moments you choose the moments you choose to do what you do rest of it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what has happened in your life it doesn't matter what has transpired in the last 18 years 25 years it doesn't matter family at the moment you it's this carp dm yes but maybe smooth is the moment rather than the day you make a decision about what you want to do with your life and these men these 27 odd men actually chose to save a nation whereas they could have chosen just the opposite actually there are 1000 kilometers more to go my bunch of six friends will be with me we'll figure out a way to reach back home back to the delhi madness it will be fun and i will always remember longewala and this trip here my way Hi, so welcome back. I'm Shandy, and we just heard from Cyrus Madan on my way. Uh, sorry about the muffled audio, though. But you too could send us your ride story. So if ever you're on a road trip and come across a moment that you'd want to share with us, just pull out your phone and record whatever it is that you want to say. Okay? We'll edit it down to a story for the podcast. And WhatsApp your audio files to eight nine two zero two seven double six seven five. That number once again eight nine two zero two seven double six seven five. We'll make your story come alive. Biker Radio Broadcast is a podcast of the biker for the biker and hosted by me, who's definitely not a biker, as you can tell. Well, I have not had a bike for twenty years now, but looks like the missus is warming up to my midlife yearnings for one. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, on the long way home, which is the anchor interview with our Hall of Fame guest, we have Jovin George, whose name kept popping up for a long time and for all the right reasons. He's a hermit, prefers not to let his image speak more than his work. Extremely talented off-road rider, he's reclusive and how. Many of us fantasize about quitting the city, like Chetan Mahajan did. You know, if you want to check that out, that's on episode number two. Well, I asked Jovin about how he managed to unsity himself. Hi, this is Jovin George. George, 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 and this is the long way home. 
A lot of people during the uh, lockdown have been toying with the idea. Some people have even experimented a little bit of, you know, uh, giving up where they stay and uh, renting another place. And you know, a lot of people have tried many things. What does it take to leave the city and go and live in the mountains? See, I never used to like the cities. I never used to like uh, the crowd. I mean, uh, there are advantages. And those advantages are what? Um, you have uh, supermarkets everywhere. You have uh, movie screens everywhere. I mean, those never used to be my preferences. And again, see, I'm not somebody who uh, wants to be in kind of an isolation, uh, a solitude. It doesn't mean that I don't have a social life. I mean, I do have social life. I have friends over here. I have more friends over here than, I, than what I have in um, Kerala. It's right. all about, you know... Um, um, the, the 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 liking for that culture, right. uh, or how uh, you like the atmosphere over here. Yes. Uh, how acceptable the local population is, and there are so many factors. Well, I mean, if you look at the street dog on hills, yeah, the behavior is totally different, and that's something I have noticed. Yes. I don't know how far it is true, but that gentleness. Uh, not so aggressive. Yes. I mean, uh, that is something which is peculiar to hills. Right, that's right. What I, oh, yes. That's what I feel. Yeah. Of course, you went looking for internet connectivity also. I was. <laughs> and, and, and thankfully, You're not telling us the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and thankfully, uh, I was not disappointed. I mean, I good connectivity in Manali? Yeah, the, the connectivity is really good in Manali. Okay. Uh, nowadays, it's wireless connectivity. I mean, there's 4G connections. Okay. But again, um, this is good enough for us to work. Yeah. And tell us about your work. I work from home. Yeah. Work from home, as in wherever I sit and I work, that is home. <laughs> wherever yeah. you lay your hat, that is your home. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> yeah, I work for college. Okay. So I'm in the admissions office. The college offers online programs and I can do my work right. as long as I have internet. I was looking at the map earlier today and, ah. you know, Idiki comes to mind. You said, ah. you know, the mountains are close to you. Mm. So yeah. what made you go to Manali instead of uh, the mountains there in Kerala? I'd been to the mountains in Kerala as well, in Idiki right. district itself. I did not go. Right. I didn't have to. Far from uh, my surrounding area. Right. <laughs> because yeah, that's like that's amazingly pretty, you know, it those is. parts. Yeah, the district is really pretty. The uh, forest area, the mountains, uh, the place, especially Muna. Yes. Which is a hill station, cold climate. It's really beautiful. Even Idiki is like unbelievably beautiful. The, the, the lush greenery of uh, Kerala forest, or I would say the western yes. ga uh, ghats, yeah. uh, that's that's really, really beautiful. Right. You know, the mountains are different over here in Himalayas. Right. Uh, the altitude is different, the climate is different, uh, the, the, the lifestyle is different. Hmm. Um, fresh air, not much populated, uh, right. uh, pollution close to zero. If you have oxygen, it's fresh oxygen. It's yeah, the percentage is different, by the way, when it goes to higher altitude, but it's fresh. And the extreme weather, the snowfall, 
But what does it take to become a hermit? I mean, you've become a hermit. <laughs> you know, it all starts with motorcycle. I mean, when you have to ride, you have to ride. And uh, where you ride, and that is something which you always have in your mind. And then choosing a place is up to you. Right. So when you have this information in front of you, you right. choose the right place for you. Uh, you cannot ride forever in uh, the plains. I mean, that is how it is for me. I mean, it's not for everyone. So I chose the mountains. Yeah. I rode, came over here. It was initially it was a visit for a few weeks, maybe a month. Which year was this? Um, it started in 2008 and then I had to wait till 13 for the next visit even mm. though I, I really thought I will come back within a year or two but did not happen and there are other things you know you have to take, over, take care of your work mm. what you do the finance part mm. uh, everything so it took a while for me on the long way home we have Job and George. This is Shandy on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So uh, that first trip you decided <coughs> then itself that uh, this is interesting. Maybe why not move north? Um... No, I did not have such a thought because, you know, um, I did not know what to do. I mean, you can't just move just like that. I mean, whether you want to move to, you can't move. You have to have a job. You have to have your earnings. Yes. And over here, Hmm. it's a different world altogether. I haven't seen this. I have seen the pictures maybe. Right. But I haven't seen with my eyes. When I saw with my eyes and when I experienced it. Correct. That was uh, that was a different feeling, but again, you know, that did not lead to a thought that I should shift to the place. But mm. I knew that one day that could happen. Mm. Mm. That wish was there all, all, all always already in my mind. Mm. When you go to a place, I mean, of course, you decide that oh, you have to come back, but that comeback wouldn't happen immediately because right, you, it, it never <laughs> happens. Yeah. So how I did mean, it today, happen? Hmm? So how uh, did uh, yeah, today if I decide, of course, you know, I can come back the next year, but. Uh, those days were different. Then I uh, went to Northeast. I mean, that that was the beginning of the ride, by the way. Okay. Long rides. I mean, I used to ride, by the way, in the south. Mm. But this uh, this late trip was the beginning of uh, long rides. Mm. So then I started traveling to Northeast. Um, yeah, that was a different experience altogether. That was one of the biggest experiences, by the way. Yeah. Because I started from Buddha. Uh, Northeast was not the plan. Mm. So... Um, those days, if you remember, uh, the democracy has uh, uh-huh. come into it. It had just come yeah. in, is it? Yeah, it has just come in in uh, Bhutan. And then uh, people were saying, again, Jay, sir, he was saying, okay, see, bro, if you want to go to Bhutan, you better go now <coughs> because things are changing. Yeah. So democracy, democracy has come. So we don't know how it is going to be in future. So why don't you go now if you want to go? <laughs> and I had that idea, by the way. Uh-huh. So... This happened in 2010 or 11. I think it was 11, beginning of 11. Okay. Yeah. I went straight to Bhutan. And that was another miracle. I mean, the culture, the neatness, the uh, behavior of people. Mm. I haven't seen a population behaving like this. Explain that. I mean, yeah. I mean, see, 
in India, you know how normal behavior. That is what we call a human, yeah. or what that is what we believe that noisy, that chaotic. We, yeah, absolutely noisy. People shouting. Um, I mean uh, that uh, uh, cultural shock, if I may call it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember I'm, I'm reaching somewhere. I forgot where it was. Uh, mm. Punaka, maybe. Okay. I was reaching somewhere. It was almost dark, and the cops over there. They had this blue uniform. Correct. Uh, good, good-looking guys. Yes. And then these cops are running to us. Oh, hey, how are you? Where are you from? And how is everything? So what next? Uh, we want a place to stay. And these two cops, one went in one direction, the other went in the other direction, mm. and they are searching for room for us. <laughs> and can you can you imagine that uh, those are cops? Yes. And we have seen cops over here in India. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can you call it a cultural shock or what kind of a shock? I, I was shocked. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, I was shocked. So you you went to Bhutan. Where were you at that time? In 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 Bangalore? Yeah, I was in Bangalore. I uh, shipped the motorcycle to uh, Silguri. Okay. Yeah. Then to Funchaling um, and then to Thimphu. Yeah, yeah, we started Paro, from there. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the long way home, we have Job and George. This is Shandy on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. And then you decided to, uh, from there, go to the northeast. Just uh, uh, you didn't have a plan. So uh, in two weeks, Bhutan is over. So we yeah. have three more days. Yes. We have a return tickets after three days. So three days, what will I do? So I thought I'll call somebody and ask. I mean, northeast side, probably one, uh, maybe one place, any place, just go, uh, roam around, and come back. Mm. So I called somebody over there in Bangalore. Uh, he said. Hey, why don't you do one thing? I mean, go to Shillong, man. Mm. Shillong is a happening place. Uh, do one thing. Uh, call Bapang. Mm. Um, he'll be happy to help. All right. So I, I took the number, spoken with him. Hey, come on, bro. Northeast guys are really cool, chill guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was like, come on, you're coming home. Come on, I'm here. That is that is the approach they had. Right. So so me and uh, me and the other friend, I mean, we went there. And that was another experience. So, so you came back to Siliguri first, from Bhutan. Uh, from Bhutan, ah, yeah. See, actually, we took a route that goes and that exit exited through um, the other side, which is uh, what is that? What was Sarpang, Galefu. No, no. After Galefu, there is another. Uh, the, Samdrok Jungka. Uh, yeah. Okay. So from yeah. there, then you went to. Uh, Guwahati. Guwahati, okay. Yeah. So, Guwahati to Shillong. So, Guwahati to Shillong used to be a one day ride those days. It used to be. Nowadays, it's one hour, or, uh, one and a half, or maybe two hours max. <laughs> 90 kilometers. Those days, I remember narrow roads and all the coal trucks um, and uh, jam everywhere. Even motorcycle, you have to squeeze through in between the uh, big, huge tires. I'm talking mm. about this coal trucks. Mm. That is how it used to be. And that ring road was not there. Mm. So that was a different northeast, different Shillong altogether those days. And this is just 2011, is this? Yeah, this was 2011. Not even, what, nine years? Yeah. Wow. 2011, March. Uh, it was in March, I believe. And Come where on. was where was Bapun? Bapun, uh, he is from Shillong. 
He is okay. one of the senior most guys over there in Shillong. Okay. Um, the a club over there called Reram. I think he was the chief of Reram right. those days. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's the Royal Enfield the uh, Riders Association of Meghalaya. Yeah, Ram, absolutely. Right. Beautiful Meghalaya. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, I, I never knew Meghalaya. How is Meghalaya? Now I can say, Meghalaya is the most beautiful place in India. And I see, uh, it's perspective, by the way. So, uh, for me, you know, the the greenery, the climate, uh, meadows, it's really beautiful. Meghalaya is really beautiful. I can say that now. I saw that uh, when I went for the first time. Yeah, I mean, it was all surprise for me. These first visits, the way it surprised me, uh, when I look back, even that surprises me. <laughs> even that thought surprises me. Now, Meghalaya has uh, so many other things. You don't have to um, specify anything. Just come okay. over there and see. Yes. That is how Meghalaya is. It's also even the Scotland of the East. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. That was my entry into Northeast. And Bapun was in uh, Ah, yeah. Uh, we are going and then uh, in between I call, um, I stop somewhere. Just uh, just before reaching the uh, town, I call Bapun. And then, oh, okay, I'm coming over there. Where are you waiting? I'm uh, waiting near this, uh, this um, Madhavi showroom. Oh, okay, wait there, I'm coming. Then I see this red um, cast iron bullet smoking. Yeah, <laughs> I should mention that. Uh, and uh, this guy is coming. I know this is Bapang. Because he's a... <laughs> that's a bullet. I haven't seen another bullet all the way. So was Bapon smoking be. or was the bullet smoking? The bullet was smoking. <laughs> bullet was smoking. Yeah, I'll tell you about that. This over there. I mean, those days only those old cast iron bullets were there. Nothing else. Yes. Uh, and then uh, these guys. I mean, they just uh, renovate it and then do something and then just ride it. Just ride it. Hmm. It was not comfortable, it was not powerful, it was not uh, uh, suitable for those hills, but still mm. they are doing it because they had that some, they had that passion. Right. Uh, passion about riding and those days, um, we didn't have any other option other than Royal Enfields. Mm. So people, uh, they used to buy this and then modify, I mean, they, they modify the motorcycle uh, cosmetically. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that is how it used to be. But all these motorcycles, I could see that all are smoking. Because, mm. you know, maybe the rings are gone. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, yes. that is how Bapang appeared. Um, shaking hands, hugging. And then I realized the warmth of uh, this rider friendship. Right. Even though even though I was a part of one uh, club in Bangalore called uh, RTMC. Yeah, I mean... People are uh, IT guys mm. working here and there. Cordial with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you ask me, are they, are they passionate? Yeah, some are. Some are yes. just being a part of it. Yes. But over there, I saw a different picture. Right. People are really passionate. Um, and they have a very wonderful system wherein, um, in case if somebody is coming from some other place, mm. uh, any other place in India or even abroad, they have a system, they work together, they receive the uh, um, uh, riders, treat them, take them to places, show um, around. Oh, that is something which I really liked. They're awesome so, hosts. Absolutely. 
So that is when I realized, yes, I'm getting surprises after surprises. Hmm. Right. Let it go on like this. Um, and that was just the beginning. Then every year, at least once, I am there in Northeast. After oh, that. Oh, really? Every Absolutely. year? Every year. Wow. On the long way home, we have Job and George. This is Shandy on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. My approach towards motorcycling, riding and all, it's a little bit different from... Uh, yes, I heard. Uh, I think I already know the answer to the question I'm going to put across <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. Is that if you had the opportunity to ride with anyone from history or contemporary times, who would that be and why? And I can give you the answer myself, but please go ahead. Uh, honestly speaking, that is a difficult question. The reason why uh, I say so is because, you know, I normally ride alone. And even if I ride with somebody, uh, that has to be someone uh, whom I know really well. Yes, obviously. Uh, who is okay to ride with. Because, you know, people with mood sync, people with uh, different plans, people uh, cha- with changing plans, uh, unacceptable uh, plans. It's very difficult, so Correct. it just spoils up your, your trip. But again, since you asked, I mean, <clears throat> of course, you know, for somebody who likes adventure riding, touring, uh, Czech Guerrero comes into my mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was, I I was that, sure you are going to say nobody. I like to ride solo. I, I said that. I mean, that is how yeah. you started, right? <laughs> no, <it's> somebody. <laughs> yeah. No, but solo, uh, tell me about solo. There's something special about solo. Solo riding is freedom. You don't have to ask anyone where you're going today and where you're stopping. Are you going to stop? How many kilometers are you going to do today? Are you going to have lunch at one o'clock? Are we going to have breakfast at this time? Or this kind of a place? And this dish? No. There is no question from anybody. You don't have to give answer to anyone. You just have your motorcycle with you. You just saddle up, get onto the motorcycle, started and i have a very bad habit mm. you start riding i don't stop mm. yeah that is how it is my stops normally are uh petrol bunks so okay. the tanks so tank is getting empty ah, and then okay. you have to fill mm. and maybe one stop uh, mm. Uh, that is how it that is how it is for me uh, riding i mean um, what am i doing just riding uh, maybe thinking something else and uh, this, you know, uh, th- there are many thoughts like, you know, we can even reach inside the piston of your uh, motorcycle, right? So what is happening over there? You're, you're counting the strokes. Mm. Uh, you are imagining that rotation. Mm. You are, uh, even though you don't see directly, still you see that wheel spin grip on the road. Uh, these are all weird stuff. I don't know whether that makes any sense to anyone. Go it on, go not. on, because it, it it sure does. I mean, you are yeah. you are imagining, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, go on. So yeah, and I have noticed one thing. Uh, yeah, even though I was riding to Leh for the first time with two other guys from um, Delhi till Leh, but after reaching Leh, I was roaming around alone. By the way, okay, including Sanskar. So. That is when I realized if you are alone, um, the consideration and the way people look at you is in a different way. Yeah. 
when a group reach over there, say for example, of five six motorcycle reaching somewhere, nobody's going to mind you. Yes. Uh, even if uh, somebody asks question, I'm probably there'll be a hotel guy asking to check whether you want a room or not. Mm. But if you are alone, if you um, go to a remote place, you park your motorcycle over there, get down from the motorcycle, people will come to you with curiosity and they have real concern, concern as in they have question to ask. They are ready to take you with them mm. and they are ready to share with you their stories, they are ready to stay, uh, share their space maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a different experience and, and that experience I was saying that, you know, that is part of the solo uh, ride, uh, which you might not get when you are riding in a group. On the long way home, we have Job and George. This is Shandy on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Welcome back to the Biker Radio Broadcast with Job and George on the long way home. I asked Jobin if it is possible to get bored of being lonesome. He said yes and no. Stupid question, right? Well, wrong. While Jobin likes his lone wolf identity, he's got a solid pack of brothers who come together as one solid hunting team. Well, he spoke at length about his friends from Bangalore. Uh, There was Daniel a very old friend of his, and Jayan, almost a mentor. He's got friends in the Garo, Khasi, Jayantia Hills, and even beyond as well. We actually have a friend in common, and it's through this person that I was able to finally unearth our hermit. Well, since last year, I was planning with a friend from Gemur called Padmathile, or as his friends call him, Gavandi, <laughs> to check out this new route that the BRO opened from Darcha to Padum. What I was really most interested in is the Gongboranjun, which is a granite mountain from the Zanskar floor, perhaps the most stunning structure known in Zanskar. Even our friend Hashim Kayum from Karma Yatri was supposed to lead a, a, a ride through this route, but... The pandemic put a halt on all our plans. Jobin, though, with his enterprising buddy, Bunty Bhai, managed to defy the restrictions and uh, together they managed this new off-road route that the BRO is hot-footing. Hi, this is Jobin George. George, George, George. And this is the long way home. Home. First of all, let's talk about uh, our friend in Gemur. Oh, this guy is so amazing. Gabanti. Gabanti. Uh, people call him Gaban. Banti Bhai. Banti Bhai is the name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He says his name is Padma Thile, but nobody mm. calls him. No one calls him Padma Thile. <laughs> so, Banti Bhai is the name. Yeah. So, he runs a, a campsite. Yes. Um, beautiful campsite is in Gamor Gamor holidays. Yes, our favorite place. We uh, in between when when we are bored in Ma- uh, Manali, we just go there. We cross out nowadays. You don't have to cross the road. So just yeah. take the take the tunnel yes. to the other side. Go there and uh, just roam around. Yeah, just um, for uh, people who don't know, Gamor comes uh, a little after uh, Kelong mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, 
and just a little before Jispa. Yeah, around 15 kilometers from Kelo. Yes. Yeah, earlier it used to be around 130 kilometers, 130, 135 kilometers from Manali it used to be um, through Rothong Pass, but now the yeah. tunnel has come. Yeah. So, uh, it's so easy. Three hours you are there in Gemo. Yeah, so if you want to give uh, uh, Kelong a pass, you can mm. go and set up camp in Gemo. So, Bunty from Gemo. Yeah, right. Uh, recently he came into this business, tourism business. Uh, he started, I believe it was in 16. But this guy, I, I mean, I have seen people struggling to come out of it, the liabilities, bank loans. It takes years, maybe five, six years it takes. But this guy came out in one year. Wow. In one, in one year he did it because he was very systematic. He was doing, he was leading the work himself and he was into it totally, 100%. That is right. something which you have to appreciate, the way, the style, his, the, the way he works. Hmm. But again, hmm. this year is not. Um, you, you can't. Yes, this has been a watershed year. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But again, the next year is looking promising. So yeah. there are hopes. He has some expansion plans. He is making a, a restaurant space. He has already kept to be furnished, which is going to happen probably in the beginning of next year. Okay, in Gemur itself. In Gemur itself, in the campsite okay. itself. On the long way home, we have Job and George. This is Shandy on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Well, from our Mallu in Manali, let's now make way for our Mallu from Jharkhand. <laughs> I think I'll call myself Shandy, the official Mallu gene prospector. Osif Chako. Here I come. <laughs> but call it strange coincidence or whatever, Cyrus Madan and I go back to Jamshedpur. You know, we're from the same school, went to the same college in Manipal. And Benil Varghese also is from Jamshedpur in Jharkhand and is our soundboard and official expert on the show. While Jobin believes in leaving the city, Benil believes in leaving the road. In fact, that's his blog. Check leavetheroad.in. I say, I wonder, Vinil, if uh, there is a domain called .out. You are listening to the Biker Radio Soundboard. 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 I'm Vinil Varghese from LeaveTheRoad.in, a blog about motorcycles, life and all in between. I will be your soundboard today on the Biker Radio broadcast. Today we are talking about black ice, sleet and snow. Winters are here and some of us are crazy enough to go riding in the mountains up north. And who doesn't enjoy the white landscape and snow-covered mountains? However, during these times, staying warm is not the only thing you need to worry about. Let me take you through various riding conditions you may encounter while riding the Himalayas in winter. Black ice. It is ice that forms on the surface of a road. It is transparent and takes on the color of the surface it is on and making it invisible. When ice gets wet from outside temperature warming up, it becomes dangerously slick. Tires will not provide any traction needed to grip the road and that's when things start going sideways. Never assume the road is not sleek, even if it looks fine. Sleet. It forms during winter storms. It is rain containing some ice when snow melts as it falls. Sleet can be dangerous, quickly coating the surface of roads and making driving hazardous. It may not feel slippery to walk or ride on at first, but it can quickly turn into an icy mess. To stay safe, ride more slowly, give yourself more time to stop. Snow. Fresh snow can be best described as a fluffy powder. The surface is smooth and soft and it crunches under your feet. 
This is actually one of the better types of snow to ride on, as long as you can see the sides of the road. As you ride over the surface of snow, it will get compacted under your tires, giving you slightly more grip on the surface. However, you need to be careful when you already have tire grooves in the snow. It is probably going to be a slushy affair. It's highly likely that you would get all these in the mix and you will need to be extremely careful riding in these conditions. Ensure you have riding gear which will keep you warm and more importantly, dry. Cold and wet is not the way you want to be. It can be life-threatening too. Your motorcycle can be prepped up a little too. Add snow chains to the tires or as a jugard, use some ropes. These help get you some added grip in the icy mess. Hand and seat warmers are a welcome addition too. That's it from me, Binil Varghese from leavetheroad.in for the Biker Radio Soundboard. Listen, connect, ride on. You are listening to the Biker Radio Soundboard. Binil Varghese there with leavetheroad.in with a very quick roundup on snow riding. Thanks, Binil. Well, let us know when you found Snow White. Jovin just shared with me a photograph from Sisu uh, across the new tunnel. Well, it's snowed out and all white. Uh, it was sent by Pawan Negi of Mountain Journeys, uh, another Manali legend who runs a successful uh, transport business there. But the person who Jobin admires and holds in high esteem is Sharab Gelson from Jispa Journeys. The mountain man is sensitive and unlike the terrain, quite caring. Hi, this is Jobin George. 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 And this is the long way home. 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 Talking about Manali, I shouldn't miss Shadab Kelsen, hmm. who is from Lahore, but uh, he stays in Manali. He hmm. runs a camp just like Gavanti hmm. in uh, Jispa. He, uh, his camp is Jispa Journeys. Hmm. It's, it's really famous, by the way. Right. So I'm uh, traveling to Leh in 2013, and I'm. Uh, I reached Manali and I had plans to uh, stay in Manali for two, three days, uh, but I got sick, really sick. And uh, one of my friends, he introduced me to Sharab. He took me directly to his home and um, arranged a bedroom for me. Mm. I had to be there for four days. I was on antibiotic, by the way. And then I still remember uh, his a uh, younger daughter was just born probably a month ago mm. and his wife uh, she was busy with the kid uh, but still the family uh, took care of food for me medicine mm. for me and uh, wow okay. that was an experience when i talk about the warmth of people in hills this uh, behavior of that family of uh, my friend he's still my very close friend mm. yeah uh, that is something which I shouldn't miss to mention when I, when we talk about the warmth right. and the caring nature of people people at hills. On the long way home, we have Job and George. This is Shandy on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Very few people have gone the other route, which is from Darcha. You go up through Shinkhula. Ah, that so, is interesting. Yeah, that is that is the one that I am so interested in because the road is not there, not yet built. Parts mm. of it are getting built, mm. and some people call it Shingola, some people call it Shinkula, somebody mm. call it Shinkula. Mm. Tell us about this. 
Yeah, Shinkulapas, it's a, it's a very tough one. Even now the construction is happening. Um, army is making, the BRO is making the road, by the way. Because 2008, when I went to Padum, I saw this um, board that says lay axis. Yeah, so what was this axis in the Zanskar Valley? Right, uh, Padum has three axes. Mm. And the first axis was from Kargil, which was opened in 1980s. Mm. Going south to Singo, Panikar, Rangdum, and then it's uh, it crosses the Penzila mm. uh, before ending up in Padum. Okay. That is the first one. Right. And uh, the second one, um, that was the one starting from Padum and traveling south. And that goes through Pune, mm. Kargiak, mm. and we have this famous Shinkula. Mm. And uh, that reaches Darcha. Okay. And it meets the uh, Manali Day Highway, okay. as we all know. This was opened in 2019. Mm. And finally, we have the third one open, which uh, goes from Padum through Zangla. Mm. Uh, it bypasses uh, the village Lingshed. Mm. And it goes through Zingila, mm. Fotoskar. Mm. And there is uh, Sirsila comes in between. Mm. And Wanla, that is where it reaches the Leh Srinagar Highway mm. near uh, Kalse. Okay. In 2016, I remember the, the biggest obstacle in between is uh, Shinkula Pass. The road reached road as in uh, not the properly paved road, but the off road. Mm. It reached Shinkula top in 2016. <laughs> the off road reached in 2016. <laughs> yeah, 2016. <laughs> <And> okay. Then, <laughs> And then uh, that is when we were, uh, uh, we organized a, a ride. Uh, some of our friends, I mean, they had connections. So they happened to talk about this plan, this ride plan, and the BRO is interested. Come on, you guys do the ride there. So you will be the first civilians to reach the Shingula Pass with vehicles. Wow. Uh, so uh, that, was, that was our first ride in that direction. It was a, re- a regular trip. There was nothing excited about it, but it was a normal ride. Uh, I can say it was no, but getting past ride. getting past uh, Shinkula itself is yeah. a Herculean task. That was that was the biggest challenge. That was a huge challenge. But so again, did you have snow chains and stuff like that, or no? No, there there were backup vehicles. There were uh, other four by fours. So everything was okay. Mm. The only problem was you know the damages. The motorcycles mm. are getting damaged, so they are loaded into uh, the backup vehicles. Mm. So that was the only problem. A few did not make it till the top, by the way. It was really <laughs> tough. 70 motorcycles or something? Yeah, some 70 were there. I don't know how many reached at the top. I, I My number says 30. Yeah, is it so? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that sounds correct. <laughs> so it's higher than, Shingula is higher than uh, many other passes, including Barla Chula. 16, yeah. it, I think it is 16, 660. That is the height mm-hmm. of uh, Shingula. Hmm. And uh, the kind of climb you have to climb, and it's a sudden climb, and the road uh, not made properly. It's a mud road, off road. Hmm. Hmm. So you do this off road, and you reach there. I mean, that was that was a fantastic experience. Yeah, that was in 2016. Hmm. 2016, we could only reach till the Shinkola top. Okay. The other side, there hmm. was no road. There was no road. The road was not complete, or it was not there at all. Right. So, you mean to say the off-road was not there? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, the road was... Com- <laughs> yeah, it took another two, three years for the road to get completed after that. 
But again, more than this, I should talk about the ride which we did uh, this year. Okay, tell us right. about that. Yeah, that's that's more interesting because you know last year it was till yeah. Padum the road is made, and from Padum the the same uh, the same road which goes to Kargil then Leh. So Singula is just the first obstacle. The real obstacle is after that. So you go to the other side. When you uh, go down from Shinkola to the other side, you reach this place called Lakhang. Uh, there is nothing over there. Yeah. So that is where the uh, water crossing start. Water crossings, as in, and the so water is this open space that you are talking about? Is, is that the the Gongbo Rangjong? Absolutely, Gongbo Rangjong comes just after Lakhang. After Lakhang. After uh, Lakhang. Okay. But before that, before that, there is the region which is hell. If that is the right word to use, so that is where the river starts. River, river, as in, I mean, it's uh, there are streams coming from all the direction, and there is one place which uh, which is like a narrow uh, area. There is no other option to make the road on either sides. Lakhang is the place where um, things go wrong. Uh, I, I still remember last year there were uh, we how many motorcycles were there? Thirty, forty motorcycles were there. Mm. Uh, we had. Four or five breakdowns. Motorcycle wouldn't start anymore because you know it went in water, <laughs> and the water level—it's almost the sea level. Oh my and, God! Uh, you have to be lucky to escape without go- water going into your air filter and into the engine. Right. And uh, four seas. Oh my God! But this year, somewhere in September or October. There is another connection road which was opened, which is which goes from Padum. This road goes through this place called Lingshed. Yes. There is another pass in between called Shinkela, and then it goes and it meets the Leh Srinagar Highway somewhere in between Lamuru and Kalsi, mm. around hundred kilometers away from Leh. So it's before Kalsi. That is where you the road join joins, and that is an amazing off road. As of now, because you know it has just opened. The same way I was talking about is um, in 2016 how the how they opened the Shinkula Road, mm. and this is even better. And the entire stretch sand, the beautiful climb. If your vehicle is not powerful, it wouldn't climb. And some mm. water crossings, and beautiful mountains in between. Uh, through these mountains, you have to ride near uh, some rivers. It's amazing. And the best part is if you have a, a, a an adventure motorcycle. By the way, I'm riding a, a this uh, KTM adventure now. You know, you when you're going to lay, you can see the maroonish. Uh, yeah, that is. You know. But that mountains with colors is something which is specific to this uh, uh, the the highway. Right. Uh, where you see, I should say. Yes, I have seen those, and I was shocked. You know, hmm. some of them almost feel like uh, somebody poured diesel over them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine the spot which you are talking about. Yeah. I stopped motorcycle over there, stood there for a while, and clicked some pictures. I mean, the clicking is not happening properly, but you are just uh, uh, yeah. trying to uh, uh, understand what it is. Even there are mountains like this with colors. Hmm. Yeah. If you're if you have got some science background, then you're thinking. 
okay you're thinking about the geography you're thinking about the topography you're thinking about the geology of this place you know how how the sediment layers are kind of being pushed up and ripped oh. up and you know it's coming up and therefore you know some these mineral deposits are leaching slowly and you're trying to imagine this massive uh, tectonic uh, choreography that's been happening i should i should stop you here come on there is no science there is no mathematics chemistry nothing about it just feeling you see it <laughs> <laughs> true true but then when you see it you're like trying to explain it you know how on absolutely. earth did that happen yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean just mm-hmm. i can imagine i have now i have seen gambo rongjo in photographs mm-hmm. it's a granite prism yeah that has erupted uh-huh. in the middle of nothing absolutely no mountain like that Uh, right. anywhere around where yeah. did that come from yeah it's a, it's a miraculous creation uh, if i would say uh, you know the the meaning of it itself is uh, self god's mountain self erupt stupa i mean that is the meaning yes that, um, yes mm, yes it makes perfect Bumbu sense Raja. yeah it's almost like a monolith it stands alone over there yes not connected with or not part of the rest of the mountains Yes, it's beautiful. That's the only other one which I have heard of, which is similar, is Kailash itself. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen. Neither have I. <laughs> yeah. And it was Golima wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the only mm-hmm. one I've heard of. Mm-hmm. And then to find it here in Sanskar, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what this place will be like once the road is there. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I had this plan to write this but uh, I did not want to go alone <coughs> mm. the simple reason is in case if you get stuck over there there is no mobile network you may not even have an option to pass the message to somebody even if you pass right. the message to somebody in lay side or manali side it will take at least two days you right uh, and that is when um, I was talking with uh, Gabandi Mm-hmm. uh gaji uh one day and then that is when he said okay ah i have uh, these two guys also they are also planning so let's plan together i can take mm-hmm. the 4x4 uh, mm-hmm. there is a thar and uh, you guys can ride it will be it's going to be amazing and then within 2 3 days it was finalized <laughs> so we are uh, three motorcycles one thar mm-hmm. two advantages one uh, ktm duke 390 and that was the best ride uh, in this route for mm-hmm. me I haven't enjoyed off-road like this before. The Why is that so? The, the entire road is off-road. Yes. Challenges everywhere. Different kinds of terrains. Somewhere it's sand like after Pune. Mm. You cross the river and go to the other side and then that kind of sand you can't imagine. Such fine sand. If you leave your throttle, you're stuck over there. And you will not be able to take your motorcycle out of the sand. Same goes with the vehicles as well. Mm. so what a crossing sand boulders uh, rocks it's a combination which it uh, which was somebody who likes adventure motorcycling mm. this is the place i really enjoyed it on your foot bag you don't have to sit on your seat you don't have you don't feel like sitting on your seat motorcycle seat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just stand up just uh, do the dancing yeah that is the experience Okay so let me give you some names maybe you'll remember mm-hmm. Gemur Shinkhurla Padum Shingela Sirsirla Wanla Kalse Le Baralachala and then Gemur 
I missed two laughs in between. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually call Ladakh the La La Land. La La Land, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, you can start the laugh from Manali if you wish. Uh, Rotan yes. La. Yeah. So yeah, Rotan La is La with the character. I like the La. Yeah. So may I wish you a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year for the New Year in 2021. Thank you so much. Let's hope uh, let's hope 20, 2021 is going to be better. Oh yeah. yeah. We don't <laughs> anything can yeah, be better. We don't want this unexpected 2020 that fancy number. It didn't go really well. Now this <laughs> this 2020 is definitely a watershed year. Mm. Absolutely. Well, Jobin George, thank you so much for being on the Biker Radio broadcast. Uh we wish you many many journeys through the mountains in the mountains. and good times ahead thank you so much shant it was so nice talking to you uh it's been a long time since i've spoken about my experiences with somebody so passionately somebody who is willing to listen to so passionately so that's it's all <laughs> my pleasure hey, i would say thank you so much well that's it from me on the 59th episode it's been over a thousand days since i started working on the biker radio broadcast and it would not have been possible without the ample support and license from my wife my two daughters my dad who is my partner at soundboard media friends who have been very supportive naysayers who've made our resolve only stronger and most importantly you who have lent us your ears when the rest of the world is busy thumbing through visual virality big thank you to padma thele us bandi bhai from lahore binil vargis from bangalore cyrus madan manav and the twin planeteers dinesh and chandresh of riders planet here's wishing you all a very happy riddance to all that has infested your life while we begin to kick out 2020 and the negatives over and out el nino it's tashi dile from me shandy on the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on july